So you sent your film to Sundance. Chris can help you out. If you're a filmmaker, stand up from the crowd. Tune into the show to get what you need. Make your film submission the best it can be. It's the Film Festival Secrets Podcast. Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Chris Holland, and you're listening to the Film Festival Secrets Podcast, Episode 17. Uh, It's been a while since Episode 16, but I've really missed doing the podcast thing, and it was time to get back into it. I'm going to try and do a full 10 or 12 episodes before I disappear off the face of the planet again. I promise. So uh, if you want to catch up on back episodes, visit filmfestivalsecrets.com slash podcast, and you can see all 16 previous episodes. I have some backlogged interviews that I'll be putting out as podcast episodes soon, one with Elizabeth Holm, who's a filmmaker and the director of the film program at Kickstarter, and another with Biagio Messina, who's the co-host of the Joke in Biagio podcast about filmmaking and reality television series and just general cool stuff. Uh, Those are both from a few months ago during the Atlanta Film Festival Kickstarter project. Uh, I'll be doing another one of those this year, so we'll get to talking about Kickstarter again uh, later in the fall. Another thing I'd like to start doing soon is listener questions. So if you have questions about festivals or filmmaking, uh, please send them to chris at filmfestivalsecrets.com and put the words uh, podcast question in the subject line so I'll recognize it. And uh, if it's a question I like, I'll use it on the show and answer it on the show. But you know what? That's enough with the housekeeping. Let's get to our guest this week, Will Lennon, a filmmaker who made a film called Phoebe's Birthday Cheeseburger that debuted at South by Southwest this year. I want you to take a look at this film before you listen to Will talk about it. So if you go to filmfestivalsecrets.com slash podcast and you click on episode 17, you'll get to the show notes and you can watch it there. If you're driving in your car listening to this, well... Pretend you've just seen a charming film about a dog and a cheeseburger, and uh, let's talk to Will Lennon. Well, Will Lennon, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. Of course. I'm very excited to have you here. Ever since I saw your film, Phoebe's Birthday Cheeseburger, on uh, IndieWire, I guess like right after it debuted at South by Southwest, right? Yeah, yeah, just that the it debuted on a Sunday, and then it was on IndieWire on a Monday. So uh, I'm going to tell everybody listening right now they need to pause the podcast, uh, go to the show notes, and uh, go watch this film before we get any further. Because if you haven't seen the film, it's only, what, like three minutes long, right, Will? Yep, yep. Uh, having seen the film will make a lot more sense, so go do that. Okay, okay you're back. Uh, I also want to get started with a couple of fun trivia questions. The, the film, uh, if you ignored my suggestion and didn't go watch it, the film's about essentially about a dog eating a, a McDonald's cheeseburger. So, Will, I've got uh, three three quick questions here for you uh, that hopefully you can answer. And if, all right. you, if you get them all right, then you'll win my everlasting respect. Okay. All right. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, okay, so the cheeseburger that you get comes from the famous McDonald's burger restaurant. Uh, can you tell me the last name of the family that originally started McDonald's? Ooh, I mean... I want to say it's McDonald, but... Uh, that would yeah. be correct. All right, okay, good. Yes, it was started by Richard Maurice <laughs> McDonald, 
1940 in San Bernardino, California, although it was originally a barbecue restaurant, if you can believe wow. that. Uh, and there was a man named Ray Kroc, who about uh, 13, 15 years later came along and made it the huge success that it is, uh, you know, in terms of franchising. But the people who started McDonald's were indeed named McDonald. Uh, there you go. All right, second question. Uh, how many calories are there in a McDonald's cheeseburger? Ooh. Oh, man, I know nothing about calories, but uh, I'll guess 400. Pretty close. It's 300 calories in a oh, okay. McDonald's cheeseburger. So not technically correct, but okay. pretty good. Okay. And you can be forgiven for <laughs> overestimating the number of calories in a McDonald's cheeseburger. Yeah, it's good to hear. I would think. All right. So you're familiar with the concept that uh, dogs, you know, age faster than people, obviously, uh -huh. and that there are a certain number of dog years to human years. Yes. Can you tell me, on her 10th birthday, how old was Ooh. in human years? Okay. Uh, 72. Very good. That's actually really close. So there's a couple of different measures uh, uh -huh. that, that take into account the uh, you know the type of the dog and the um, size, uh, but it's generally accepted that anywhere from about five and a half to seven and a half human years per dog year. So she oh, okay, right around that age. Very good. That's two out of three. I, I'm <laughs> not bad. Impressed. Not bad. Not bad at all. Pretty good. So uh, you know. This is a very charming film, and I really, really um, just became attached to it as soon as I saw it, which is why I uh, got in touch with the folks at South by Southwest and said, you've got to put me in touch with this guy, because um, it exemplifies what I love about festival short films in so many ways. Can you tell me a little bit about Phoebe and about your relationship to her and, and, and how this got started? Yeah, of course. Uh so I moved out to L.A. to go to school here uh, about three years ago, uh, and I moved in with a family friend, uh, and they have four dogs, um, and the oldest is Phoebe. And Phoebe is uh, a special dog in a certain way and, and, and one of the weirdest dogs I've ever met. Uh, so I'm around her a lot, and it's just I'm always amazed at the weird things she does. Um, so, yeah, and and... I remember Laura, who I live with, mentioning, "Oh yeah, for their birthdays, we always we always get them cheeseburgers." Um, and I asked her if I could film it. So, not your dog, not my dog, no. but one you have a special relationship with. Yeah, and one and one that I live with. Yeah, yeah. When uh, what makes her weird? Um, well, the doctor said she has uh, neurological problems. Uh, <laughs> Which means she's not the brightest. Um, she, you know, stares at walls, uh, stops in her tracks, and you know, people trip over Phoebe because they expect her to do normal dog things like move. Uh, but she's always, you know, always happy. Never barks. If she barks, you know, something's weird. Um, she's just a very, very unique dog. So. You decided to film the, the dog's birthday cheeseburger, and this was the actual birthday you just yes. set up. Special. Yes, yes. Um, and and it's, it's very tongue-in-cheek, but it does yeah. tell us a real story about uh -huh. about Phoebe and about uh -huh. how much you care about her and about her life and obviously her relationship to the cheeseburger. Uh -huh. Did you storyboard? <laughs> like, how much quote-unquote pre-production did you do? Uh, hardly any, really. I mean... 
Um, I knew the, how it would go. I mean, I knew that we would, you know, film Phoebe in her everyday life. We would film her going to McDonald's, uh, and then we'd film her eating it. So that was it. I didn't, I didn't really storyboard or anything. Um, but yeah, I had those, you know, that little structure going. Well, and then I was interested in some of the shots that you chose that you're Uh always sort of keeping both Phoebe and the cheeseburger either bagged or unbagged or whatever Uh in in the shot. It's very Uh much about how is, you know, how is Phoebe perceiving what's going on? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, and I think there was, I mean, it's in the film. There's, there's the part where she's in the car and, and Laura orders the cheeseburger. Uh, and Phoebe looks at that, like looks at the camera. Uh, and I think that's kind of like the, what's so great about Phoebe is like, I don't want to say she's aware of anything, but there, there are moments like that in the film that you see, uh, that are just pretty funny, I guess. So what were the most important factors for you in, in editing the film? I mean, you could have let this linger on, I would think, but yeah. three minutes. Um, so I really wanted it to be very short. Uh, I've, yeah, the film could have been seven minutes if I wanted it to, maybe maybe longer. But I, I really wanted to keep it short. Uh, I'm a really big fan of, of short films that are easily digestible, not but maybe a little deeper than just what's on the surface. But definitely, I I wanted it to be around two and a half minutes, but that was just impossible. Um, but there are several films that I've seen where that actually kind of inspired me to make this film that I was like, oh, you can make a film that, that isn't 10 minutes, um, and that can be fun and lighthearted, but also, you know, have something else with it uh, that's really enjoyable to watch. What what films would those be that inspired you? Uh, that directly inspired this is Tina Delivers a Goat, and which is which is two minutes long, uh, and I just found it, like, totally, like, a genius film, and then I was like, oh, like, I could, I could, not that I could ever make that film, but I could do something of that length, and, and it could be fun. Were you making it primarily for the family or for yourself, or did you sort of have uh, festivals in your mind? As you I had on? I had festivals in my mind, but it was more of like I hadn't made any films, and someone had pointed out like, "Oh, like you're in film school, did you have your films played anywhere?" I was like, I, "I've never like made any films for a festival," um, and this was something that was unique enough where I was like, "Yeah, I want to do this uh, for me, but also definitely I, I think other people could enjoy it." And just to, you know, just to see how, you know, if if I could even make a three-and-a-half-minute film. So have you made other films that, that have not played festivals? No, no, I've, I've not made any other. I mean, I've, you know, projects at school that were for school or when I was, like, in high school and stuff. But no, this was, like, my first thing that I did uh, on my own. Gotcha. You're also involved in the Cinema Eye Awards, which yes. are, uh, you know, an awards... One hesitates to reduce it to a ceremony, but it's basically yeah. a set of awards for for documentary film. Um, yeah, tell me about your involvement with that. Uh, yeah, so so I produced that. So, but Cinema Eye has turned into at first it was awards, where you know for non nonfiction craft, um, but it's kind of turned into a week long event um, with screenings of some of the nominated films, and then there's there's multiple parties and different things for our nominees. So I kind of produce the whole week of getting that all organized. Um, So I don't produce the show, the award ceremony part of it, but I produce everything else uh, surrounding it. You said nonfiction craft, which implies something other than film, and that you guys think about that phrase quite a bit. 
Yeah. What do you mean yeah. by that? Uh, well, nonfiction craft meaning, uh, well, the craft part is we give awards to graphic design and composing and editing, uh, you know, producing, directing, uh, and overall we have, we have 15 or 14 awards, um, and, and we're the only, we're the only program that does that, uh, in, but solely in documentary film, um, or nonfiction film. Yeah. Gotcha. So who else is, is part of the Cinema Eye? Uh, so how I got involved was uh, AJ Schnock started Cinema Eye in 2007, I believe, because um, he had a film on the circuit, and he thought films, after doing the circuit, he thought, you know, films are very unre- uh, underrepresented for, you know, graphics or, or composing, and, and they needed something. So he started it, and he made a film about uh, my hometown, Branson, called We Always Lie to Strangers. Um, and when I moved to LA, he contacted me to, uh, do some work for them. And it's kind of evolved from there. So did you work on, on his film or did he know you through? No, he through? knew me. Yeah. He knew me cause I'm from Branson and, and two of his subjects are my aunt and uncles in of the film. Um, and he got to know my family really well. So when I moved out to LA, uh, he knew I was interested in film and, and I did some work for him, for him then. Great. So when you decided it was time to start sending uh, Phoebe's birthday cheeseburger to festivals, uh, you know what was your what was your approach? Um, well, I didn't have much money, so I was like, I you know I need to target festivals that I know play short films that aren't strictly like you know some certain festivals may have an idea of what a short film is or a short documentary is. So I didn't submit to certain films, and you know I t- I talked with different people like with this would this be something they're interested in like a certain festival? Um, and that's how I got to South by is that I knew, uh, that South by had played films that are, can be more fun and, and ser- they have serious in both fun, short films, short documentary films. Um, and yeah, so that's how I, that's how I figured where I'd send to. I didn't send to many festivals. Now, obviously you haven't, uh, played a bunch of, festivals with other films before but do you feel like it was easier for you with a three minute short doc than it would have been with something that was longer i mean did you go ahead yeah no i think it's both i think it's it may be easier to play a three minute film um because it's not you know a lot of time and you could you could add that film like as you know, like a whole list of films, you could say, Oh yeah, we can, we can add this film cause it's only three minutes. But I think it's also like maybe, Oh, this is only a three minute film. We don't have to think about it. You know, that, that wasn't very hard to do or something. Um, but, but I don't know if that's the case, but I, but I think it could definitely go both ways. So has the film played elsewhere besides, um, South by or, you know, cause we um, it online right after that. I'm yeah. curious as to whether that, would then have damaged your chances of playing other festivals or whether that was even a consideration for you? Yeah, it, uh, it, I did consider that. And I was like, is that going to stop me? And everyone I talked to was like, no, a festival wouldn't play it just because it's online or something. Cause it, it doesn't necessarily mean like everyone is, is seeing it. Um, I played uh, Kansas city film festival. And then recently um, it, uh, Phoebe played before Sharknado at, in the, at the Brooklyn bridge park to like a, a huge crowd where they do these free outdoor screenings. Um, and then it's, it's playing a couple festivals this fall. <laughs> Sharknado, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that will definitely be my biggest screening to date. And, and they got in contact with me through South by. 
Uh, who was the organizing group behind that? Uh, I think it was uh, Brooklyn Academy of Music. Okay, cool. I think, yeah. 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 Excellent. Um, so how do you think, you know, having had Phoebe out there will affect your, your future festival chances? Um, I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I don't think it, it will necessarily affect, um, future festivals. Um, yeah. Well, at the very least, like, you know, people you didn't know before, right? Definitely. I mean, definitely. And, and it, and it got my, you know, my feet wet, uh, in the whole process of festival submitting. Um, cause I submitted to a, a couple that, that didn't get into, um, but yeah, definitely. I, I, I learned a lot about how, or I think I learned a lot about, you know, what festivals, how they program, and, and then, and then of course, meeting people at South By and stuff is, will be helpful. So appropriate. There's a dog barking in the background. Yeah, that. oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that's... <laughs> not, it's not Phoebe, though. It's, uh, it's definitely not Phoebe. So, yeah, the... My perception of it, and it's been borne out by some of the programming experiences I've had, is uh-huh. that, you know, with a film like this, you're you're not taking a lot of risk. You're not asking a, a ton of people to get involved or to spend a lot of money, but you still have a product that's just as viable on the festival circuit as something that's 20 minutes long and you spent a lot of money on and involved a lot of people in uh-huh. a few months of your life, right? I mean, you shot this over a weekend, tops, right? Exactly, yeah. And that's sort of the the message that I'd like people to take away from your example is start small, right? Get your feet wet. And the contacts that you make along the way with a smaller project are every bit as valid, more valid because you actually got into festivals with that small project um, than they would have been with a larger project. And that, that way, when you do have a larger project to, to push, right? You have yeah, that built-in network of people. I mean, definitely, definitely, and, and uh, yeah. So that in in that way, it will definitely affect how how my future festivals, if I make other films, uh, will do that because I I think with Phoebe, people are like, oh, you're the guy that made the dog thing, and I think that's enough for people to be like, oh, that's cool, or like maybe that's not cool, but at least you did it or something. Uh, I think that definitely will help. So, what's next for you? What is next for me? Uh, I have I have I have no clue. Uh, I'm I'm really still interested in short films. I think whether fiction or documentary, I th- I think you can do just so much with the short format. Um, and then also, it's more realistic than than the feature uh, at at certain points. So I definitely would love to do that. Um, maybe next year we'll see. So are you full time with Cinema Eye right now, or what's, what's, yeah, what's well, keeping you busy? So it's, uh, I'm, I'm working on a project right now with with AJ, who started Cinema. Um, he he's done a couple of political documentaries, and right now we're working on a, a political series for Al Jazeera about the midterm election. So I've been I've been busy all year with that. Are you allowed to talk about that, or is it hush hush right now? Yeah, no, no. We can I can talk about it a little bit. It's, um, it's called it's called midterms, and it'll be it'll be airing um, uh, in late October, right before the right before the elections. And so people can learn more about that on Al Jazeera's website. Yeah, I think so. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where um, can people learn more about Cinema Eye if they're interested in that? Yeah, you can go on our website, cinemaeyehonors.com. Um, submissions for shorts just closed and, and features will close uh, in about a month. Um, 
but so yeah, that is kind of like a year long thing of, you know, it, it, that changes every month from submissions to actually organizing the whole week and screenings and everything. So yeah, that, that's an ongoing. So I was under the impression that those were pulled from uh, films that ha- played other fest- played festivals yes. that were out there. There are submissions as well. So uh, you have to submit to be to be considered, um, but you also have to be eligible to submit. And so part of our eligibility is playing um, our sponsoring festivals, um, you know, in, in certain ways. Um, so yeah, there are, we have like a group of, I want to say like. 20 or so, maybe a little less festivals um, that you can play, and you have to play a certain amount of them to be eligible. Very cool. All right. Well, Will, thanks so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Thanks one more time to Will Lennon for being on the show, and thank you for listening to the podcast. You can find the show notes at filmfestivalsecrets.com slash podcast. Send me some questions at chris at filmfestivalsecrets.com and put podcast question in the subject line. Let me know if I can use your name on the show. Find me on Twitter at FFSecrets. And until next time, remember, don't submit on late deadlines. Mm-hmm.